With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is a huge show today, and I cannot wait. That is Dave Hellman, NFL insider. That is Joy Taylor, the one and only. This is Eagles all-time Russian leader. Vacation Ocho. Welcome back. Welcome back. Shady McCoy, I called off the dogs on you for today, but only today. Now look, America, overnight, the Eagles, they went from predator to prey, but they might need to pray because the 49ers got themselves a Christian. But his last name's McCaffrey. Okay, okay, I'm done. I was watching too much battle rap this morning. I was watching too much. But in all seriousness, the 49ers have quickly become the most dangerous team in the NFC. Christian McCaffrey, a first-team All-Pro at running back. But not only that, the Niners have a first-team All-Pro literally at every position offensively. Wide receiver, Debo Samuel, first-team All-Pro. Tight end, George Kittle, first-team All-Pro. Offensive line, left tackle, Trent Williams. First team all pro. And to add all that together, you have the best mad scientist offensively in Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan got Matt Ryan an MVP. Matt Ryan ain't had an MVP vote outside of when Kyle Shanahan was his offensive coordinator. Kyle Shanahan has Jimmy Garoppolo behind only Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady for playoff wins since 2019. Do you all understand this? The 49ers, the only team in football since 2019 with a first team all pro at running back, receiver, tight end and offensive line and best of all they have this man to put it all together they are the most dangerous team in the nfc they are not better than the eagles because of health but they are more dangerous let me come take my seat you heard i got some bars yeah I got you some bars. A couple bars yeah, battle, battle raps battle rap yeah. have four for you big dog um shady are the 49ers with christian mccaffrey more dangerous than the eagles absolutely not i love cmc let's, let's slow down a little bit when we look at the Philadelphia Eagles, first of all, they have a better quarterback. I'm sorry. They have a lot better quarterback, right? It's like a big margin, okay? Jalen Hurts, MVP type yes, of quarterback. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. And then even up front, the guys in our same front, they're banged up. Yes, sir. Now, now when they're together, they are a beast. And, mm-hmm. and, and Kyle Shanahan with that offense, especially the guys up front, they get that running game going. But they're not all there. They're all banged up. And Philadelphia, we are together up front. So I think at the wide receiver position, we have two number ones, right? Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown are two number ones. <laughs> Any given team, they go there and ball out. Mm-hmm. So I want to say they're more dangerous. I do think that he helps them out, but Definitely. come on now. Don't, don't, don't disrespect the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, Joy Taylor. I'll defeat it, Philadelphia Eagles. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Are the Niners more dangerous than them Eagles? No. Jimmy's still throwing to him, right? He is. Mm. Okay, so that's one. Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, but more importantly, is this healthy Christian McCaffrey? Because Christian McCaffrey has played in 10 of 33 games. From 2020 to 2021. Mm-hmm. 
he misses a lot of time. So if he's healthy, sure. But my first thought when I heard this news was like, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a big trade. They gave up a lot of picks. How much time is he going to play? And he's going to a team that always has injuries. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it that always part. feel like San Francisco, you have to say what you just said, when they're healthy, when they got everybody, mm-hmm. that's true. when yeah, everybody's that's out true. there. Yeah. I'm not true. making this up. Since 2017, they have the most player games missed, 1,361. Mm. They Dang. stay mm. injured. And this is an injury-prone player. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we love Christian McCaffrey. When he's available, he is electric. Mm-hmm. But is he going to play? How much is he going to play? And Jimmy Garoppolo is throwing to him when he does play. So the answer to all that, I'm sorry, that's a little doom and gloom, San Francisco, is that the Eagles are still in a better position. San Fran, let me bring the sun out for you then. Let me bring the sun out. Somebody Um, got to. Somebody somebody got got to. to. (laughs) Christian McCaffrey, when he's healthy, he's a beast. He's been healthy every game this year, fourth and scrimmage yards thus far. Christian McCaffrey, he is capable of a 1,000-yard rushing season and a 1,000-yard receiving season. It's only happened three times in the history of football three times in the history and Christian McCaffrey did it just three years ago a total and complete and absolute beast now Dave Hellman before I come to you okay I'm gonna set this up I'm excited when I was thinking about the Eagles which are 6-0 in the San Francisco 49ers there is only one position group where I can say the Eagles are unequivocally better obviously assuming health cornerback that is the only position uh, quarterback you could say as well. But come the playoffs, I can't speak so, to Jalen so Hurts. corner and quarterback. Yes, sir. Okay. But come the playoffs, I cannot nor will I speak to Jalen Hurts as a playoff quarterback. And we know playoffs is Joy Shady, myself, and Dave will all tell you that's where it matters. In the playoffs, only two people have more playoff wins than Jimmy Garoppolo. That is Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts is 0 for 1 right now. Dave, I'm coming to you to say this. Only cornerback are the Eagles unequivocally better. At running back, Niners. At wide receiver, I would say toss-up. Many could argue Niners. At tight end, Niners. At offensive line, if Trent Williams is out there, I'm not picking against him. Nick Bosa, best pass rusher in the National Football League. I get it. We all love Micah Parsons. Nick Bosa has the second most sacks in football, and he's missed a game. At linebacker, Niners. So it is much closer than anybody would want to make you think, but I'm going to make you think. Are the Niners the most dangerous team in the NFC? No. Okay. I mean, it, and look, Shady, I can be nice. Like, I, it's the Eagles. It's the Eagles right now. And the thing, I think the lines illustrate this perfectly with what you just said. Nick Bosa, mm-hmm. Trent Williams. Mm-hmm. You look at the Eagles and Niners lines, offensive and defensive, those are probably the two best players, yeah. right? What about the other eight? What about the other four guys on right. the line on offense? What about the other guys, seven guys that rotate in on defense? Because I know the Eagles have Hargrave. Javon Hargrave, mm-hmm. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham Jordan Davis, Jordan Davis Lane Johnson's over at right tackle. Mike McGlinchey's all right. Probably hasn't lived up to what you thought where they drafted him in the first round. Okay. Alex Mack retired from center, guy that was with Kyle Shanahan forever. Joe Staley's not on that line. Jason Kelsey's still there. Jordan Mailata is nice. He's yep. been a little banged up. Like, what, let, let's just, you know, one to five on offense and one, I say eight. I think you need eight good defensive linemen in the NFL. One to five and one to eight. Eagles are better, even if the Niners have the top two. Mm. That's how I feel. He, wait, even wide receiver? I just, you yeah, said, you said because, that. yeah. Notice Acho said toss up. He was like, the only place the Eagles are better is cornerback. Well, then would, he called it a toss up. Debo Samuel gave you 1,500 yards last year. Debo, all right. Brandon Ayuk gave you 830 yards last year as a number two. Mm-hmm. Devontae Smith gave you 900 yards as a number one. As a rookie. As a rookie, yes, sir. Brandon Ayuk as a sophomore. Devontae Smith as a rookie. So I think, but right, I'm talking about right now, though. Right, right here, right now, I would say I would truly say toss-up. I think we all know Debo, if you had to draft one through four, Debo's one. Then A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, but, but the, Ayuk, the, the difference is, like, so Debo, how much better is he than A.J. Brown, if he is better? 
Let's, let's just say he's better. He had better numbers, you know, had a great year. So how much better is he than A.J. Brown? I think at least a notch. Where are you at, Joy? Well, when I'm measuring these things, if he's, to your point, that much better, then that can make up for them having the next two best players mm-hmm. and then Ayuk. But yep. if there's not that much I, of a gap, right. then – that's I would point. go with the Eagles receiver. Because Zebo is the best, but by how much? Because yep. then you have, more, you have more of the talent in the middle. Like, to me, that's what separates it. Uh, aside from the injuries, which are a very real thing. They are very like, real. You have to right. talk about that. They, they are. They are always losing guys. They've had guys out. They still have guys. They're still not complete. That matters. Like, the, you can have a great roster. If they're not on the field, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. that they're on the roster. It doesn't, it doesn't affect the wins and losses. It doesn't affect how far you're going to go in the playoffs. And as we know, as much as Jimmy Garoppolo has done a lot of winning, and I'm not going to take that away from him, I think a lot of us would say that that roster has played a huge role in yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo's absolutely. success in the think, postseason. I don't think he has a, a passing touchdown in the playoffs. He definitely does. I mean, man, Not very many. Oh, oh that's, that's the year we played him in the championship. Right. <laughs> oh, hold on real quick. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. This is the wide receiver. So, um, Devontae um, Smith. Smith and Brandon Ayuk, to me, they're relatively equal based on production. Based on production. Well, Ayuk's you, a good player. I, I'm, right? saying, nice. I'm just saying, when you put the tape on and the eye test, here's the thing. Here's I the think thing. he's better. But okay. I, I'm not mad at you. I might be biased. I, you might be, but here, here's, here's the other thing we have to address. Let's address this. Joy, you and I were both at this network on our respective shows when the Eagles hired Nick Sirianni. Yeah. We were both out. Full transparency, yep. I was out, Joy was out, everybody in their mama, for the most part, was out. He stumbled over an interview, and we were like, yo, you can't get through a presser. How are you going to lead a, a team of grown men in Philadelphia? But Nick Sirianni has shown us a ton. However, Kyle Shanahan, 2016, offensive yeah. coordinator, yeah. Super Bowl with the Falcons. Clearly, they blew yeah. the lead. We get it. They got there. Since then, the Falcons have one playoff win. Since 2016, Kyle true. Shanahan departure. Kyle Shanahan and Sam Fran, he knows how to utilize each and every one of his pieces for greatness. Trent Williams, a first, a Hall of Famer, lining up at fullback? Debo Samuel, wide receiver, running back? Imagine what he can do with Christian McCaffrey. Dave, if healthy, because that is what we have to assume. Trent Williams, Nick Bosa coming back this week. Jimmy Ward will be coming back in a few weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Jimmy Ward coming back this week as well. If healthy, come December, how dangerous are those 49ers? Because to me, they are more dangerous because they're just as talented. Where are you staying? If you can guarantee me good health, then I'm right there with you. Because I, I don't like to make light of injuries because that's out of a player's control more often than not. But the irony is palpable of one of the best but most injured running backs in the league joining a team full of other stars that have a hard time staying healthy. If you promise me it can happen, I mean, if you promise me all of those guys are available – there are not many teams that I'm taking to beat San Francisco, particularly in the NFC. Don't worry about the AFC yeah. later. But in the NFC, I put – if all those guys are healthy, I put San Francisco and, and, and Philly right up there as, as two of the three best teams in the conference. Yeah, it's I, interesting. I, when this trade went through, um, I was excited for him, for, yep. C, for C-Mac, because I think when, when you have a guy like Kyle Shane him that could draw things up. He's like Andy Reid. Yep. Know, he knows how to run the ball. That's his thing. So, I'll take you back. When we got – Darren Sproul was my last year in Philadelphia. I was like, why we need him for? I'm, I'm, I was first in <laughs> rushing last year. But the thing I didn't know was I could be more productive with less. So we would have different packages in the game where I would be on the left side and Sproul's be in the back from the right side. And we would, they would mix up different plays where I might be like a decoy for him yep. or vice versa. And it was so effective. So I'm like, dang, when I, when I seen the trade, I'm thinking like, wow, this offense is going to be dangerous. Because yep. now not only can you just watch Debo, all them amazing plays he did last year with the, the sweet sweeps and all that and et cetera. But now you got McCaffrey who can run the ball and can catch the ball. 
So they will make some noise. I'm not sure they'll do like the Philadelphia Eagle type of noise in the playoffs, but they'll have a nice shake. Here's man. what's fascinating. Before the Niners acquired CMC, I said after week three, yo, they're the most dangerous team in ball. I, I, again, I'm infatuated with the Niners. To me, Nick Bosa, one of the best defensive players. He's a 20-sack guy. And Debo Samuel, he's just a freak. I'm infatuated with the 49ers. You bring up a great point with Darren Sproles. What people forget, Eagles, Saints. 2013 playoffs. You would have no idea about this, but I'm going to tell Eagles, you. Eagles, Saints, 2013. But you were there. Yeah. But you're just oh, we, gonna, lo- we lost. We yes, lost. you're not going to remember why game. we lost. Kick return. We kick it off oh, to the yeah, Saints. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who was the Saints kick return? Sproles. Darren Sproles. It was Darren Sproles. Yeah. Darren Sproles takes the kick return to the 40-yard line. They get in field goal range. They beat us. I believe it's a walk-off field goal because the Saints knew how to utilize a player like yeah. that. We acquired him. We figured out how to utilize him. It's all about the utilization. Dave, you had something. It's just it's a very good point to think, what do, like, what do the 49ers do? They cycle in, like, seven running backs. Like, go, go ahead and name yeah. all of the guys that play running back. And they all do well, right? They've had a different leading rusher five straight years, I believe, mm-hmm. and not with guys as talented as Christian McCaffrey. So my point is it's an upgrade in talent. But on top of that, Kyle Shanahan hopefully has a very good idea of how to limit the wear and tear on this guy and maybe keep him healthier than what we've seen recently. I said this yesterday, and I will close with this. If you think the Niners gave up too much for Christian McCaffrey, it's like thinking you pay too much for a smartphone. You only do so if you only use a smartphone to make calls and if you only use a uh, Christian McCaffrey to play mm-hmm. running back. If you know the full potential of your device, you ain't give up too much for him at all. Is the device charged? Oh, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, he is right now. He charged up in the Bay. Y'all know that's where he played that college ball at. Coming up, the Cardinals won last night. Oh, Cardinals. Uh, but uh, it got <laughs> spicy. Little man, I see you, Kyler Murray cussing out his coach. Hey, now, that ain't going to fly. Not on this show. Ain't no cursing around. Wait till I sound off and get the thoughts from the desk on this one. That's next. Watch your mouth, Kyler. Watch your mouth. Oh, man, fire up, man. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, family. Now, we know our guy, 2-5. You know he going to put in that crazy work on a football field. But Leonard Fournette, game-recognized game. So, Lenny, speak up. Run and hit him with the ah. Look, that's what I call that dead leg. That, ah. I got that from Shady, too. My boy, Shady McCoy. That's <laughs> 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 crazy. You got that dead leg for that boy, Shady. <laughs> I thought it was like him, right? No, nah, but listen, we talked about that. Lenny Fournette, I'll tell you what, man. He's really doing a great job these last couple of years with the Bucks, showing the dead league and then showing that power. Ooh, I love to see that. That's what you call crazy work at its finest. That's, that's crazy work? Crazy work. Crazy work. Well, speaking of crazy work, big dog, I don't like this crazy work because yesterday, Kyler Murray was vocally giving his coach some crazy work. Oh. Now, you ain't got to be a, a full mouth reader to read what exactly they were saying, but Kyler Murray charging up Cliff Kingsbury in the second quarter with some expletives. I didn't like it. I didn't like it one bit. They had to ask about it and answer about it after the game. Take hey, this. He's real animated over there on the sidelines sometimes, so... Um... It's always, you know, it's never, it's never, you know, calm down, we're good. You know, we're going to make it right. Um, we ended up scoring, so that was good. But, uh, yeah, that's all I was saying. Just chill out. 
tough. <laughs> In case y'all missed it, Kyler Murray had the audacity to tell his coach, calm the F down. Uh, let me say a couple things. Uh-oh. Kyler Murray's stat line at the time was 96 passing yards and no touchdowns. Mm. Kyler Murray, you have not earned the right to tell your head coach to calm the F down. I've never seen a player tell a head coach to calm the hell down. Calm the F down, excuse me. I had to tone it down naturally. I've seen players tell it to position coaches, to teammates, to coordinators, but to a head coach, Kyler, who raised you, big dog? I seen your pops during the Heisman Trophy speech. I know what kind of family you come from that presents. You telling your head coach to calm the F down? It's reminiscent of when you went to your friend's house, 2-5, when you went to your friend's house, Joy Taylor, as a kid, and you heard your friend, six-year-old friend, Mommy, shut up, my friends are over. You gonna tell your, your mom <laughs> to shut up? Who uh, parenting the parents? Yeah. I hated, and I mean absolutely hated, seeing Kyler Murray yell at Cliff Kingsbury. Dave, how'd you feel? I didn't hate it that much, to be honest with you. I, that's a good analogy that you draw there. With it was like, good. But see, and may, like maybe maybe that's why it doesn't bother me. He's like, I don't think of Cliff Kingsbury like that. Like he was. He was going to be the OC of a college program before he got this job. People wondering what his job security is like. He, I mean, he looks like he's my, he, he ain't that much older than us. You know, like he's still in his, he can't be older than like 40. Like, so this, is, this isn't Bill Belichick that you're yelling at or, or Mike Tomlin or anybody else. Like you're close in age. Their careers are tied together, by the way. Like Cliff was instrumental in drafting Kyler together. I, I hate to say that I view them as peers, but I kind of do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that's weird. I kind of do. And on top of that, how are we laughing? Because uh, like this is crazy. Laughing. That's a good point. This say, is crazy. No, no, but he's he's forty. He's like Alice, what, 20, 23, 24? Yeah. So I mean, that that close. Yeah. I kind of view them I as peers. That. I I don't I don't know what you want me to say. And on top of that, like, and that's I, especially like as close in age as they are. Crazy. I view of it. I view it a lot less as like yelling at your mom as opposed to like, have you ever you ever like been in the car with people? And, like, maybe you got a parallel park or something and everybody's, you know, chatting, having a good time. You're like, hey, 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 shut up, shut up. Sure. Shut up. But you would not do that to your mama. Don't you tell me you would do that to your mama. Probably not my mom. That's his mom. Coach is the parental figure on the team. So you never got into it and said some bad words to your coach? Not with Mac Brown, not with with Chip Kelly. No. I would say it to my D.C. Me and my D.C. got into it. I'm guilty. Listen, I ain't never seen you yell at Big Red like that. I ain't never seen you yell at Big Red. Big Red is 60? Sure. Uh, I want Big Red, okay. 60. You know what I mean? So, we're, so like, if, if Deuce Steady was my coach. Deuce, Deuce, first, first of all, coach. Deuce Steady's probably my best coach I've ever had. Yep. Right? My position coach. Talk to but me. if Deuce was the head coach, and I'm, I'm 26 at the time, he's 40, we might be some words. And then if you really watch the tape, it's more like you can tell he's frustrated. It's been a long season so yep, far. Yep, yep. And he's hearing the whispers, et cetera. And they're in a situation. They call a timeout. They couldn't get to play together. And he's like, man, hey, just calm, calm down. Calm, I got it. Calm down. It was more no, but I, I can understand because first of all, we kind of close to age, right? <laughs> and look, man, hey, calm down. Shady, there's an 18 year age gap. 43, man, 25. listen, listen. He could have sunned him. And he's the and he he's gonna birth that kid. I, I don't see that that bad of, that, that big of a, a a deal like you do. Joy, get in here. <laughs> I mean, uh oh, the video is so crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> and, and little man like this, he's like, calm the f down. He went up there on his tippy toes. Okay, I'm the sorry. video Poor is Kyler. crazy. The video is crazy to watch. Like that's wild. I've never seen anything Ever. like this before. So when I first saw this happening, I was like, "Whoa! Like what's going on? Like the, you know, it's in the middle of the game. You're kind of like, you know, you don't really have the views to rewatch it and stuff. Obviously, it's a big moment. 
There's a lot happening. In my mind, if I'm yelling at a authority figure, mm-hmm. let's call Cliff okay. Kingsbury an authority so figure. If I'm yelling at him like that, it's because he is messing up to the point where he is messing me up. So to me, I read this as sort of to what Dave said, like everyone in the car is, is mm-hmm. talking. I'm trying to do something dangerous. I don't want to wreck the car or whatever. Maybe he was just yelling in, in Kyler's it, ear. Sure. And he, like, he was like trying to do something else. He's sure. trying to run the play. And it's just like a little chaotic. And this is how sure. Kyler communicates that everyone needs to stop screaming. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes that happens. I'm at work. Still, Still, the more that I watched it and the more I processed it, I was like, okay, Vanessa has had coach. But, but I'm still not... I'm not there with you yet. She's not with you. She's not with you. I do think that in order for a player to speak that way, even in a moment of chaos, which is what I think we can all agree, there was clearly some chaos going on. Of course. He wasn't like literally telling him to... Sit down and somewhere. talk just to him. Right. I think it's to everybody. In the I back. think that Cliff just clearly doesn't command that kind of energy. Bingo. But here's it. All right, Jory, I'm going to personalize this for a second. Okay. Um, yesterday, you had to host a show. I did. Typically, your boy has to host a show. When you're hosting the show, which you all at home don't realize, and we try to make sure you never realize, there is constant communication in these IFBs from authoritative figures four floors above us telling us when to shut up. When to speak, when to wrap up, when to go next, who to talk to next. Constant communication. Every now and then, there's over-communication. They've over-communicated in your ear, over-communicated in mine. Never, not once have I ever, during commercial break, hey, calm the F down. I might be like, hey, uh, can we just not do that next time? Hey, can we X, Y, and Z? Now, I understand football is a more heightened yes, space. Yeah. But I wore them. We, we had war. I wore the green dot in my headset. I was the Mike linebacker. I did have to hear constant communication. Ayacho, eagle wide open, me 63 on this play. It's third and 10. Make sure you tell the cornerback to keep his eyes on the quarterback. Let's break on this one, see if we can get a pick. There is a time where a coach is talking too much, but to say calm the F down means I do not respect you. And Shady, you know this better than anybody. If you ever emasculate that head coach, that authoritative figure, then anybody can, big dog. I I just guess it's it's more like who's the coach, right? Because like like I said, he's younger. They're the same age bracket. And I didn't even know that until you said that. And I thought about it, like, man. So in, in football, like, when growing up, my dad was big on Mr., you know, Acho or Mr. This, Mr. That. But in football, right, I might call Coach Reed, hey, Andy, how you feel about this play? I might say, you know, instead of saying Chip, uh, Coach Kelly, I say, hey, Chip, am I getting the ball this week? Like, so it is respect and it's levels, but sometimes we might have an argument. Where we might, you know, say some words. I'll give you another example. Talk to me, please. When we played Tampa Bay and Chip Kelly was the coach, I ran him and I, I ran past him. I heard him say, hit the damn hole. And I kind of heard it, right? So we punt the ball and I come up the field. I get the little, the little iPad, because the iPad they can show you like the plays before. Yep, the holes not, yep. I say, hey, coach, and I'm real respectful to all my coaches. I say, hey, coach, what effing hole you see? <laughs> and I threw the thing and I threw the, the uh Sure. But yeah. that's different. Joy breaks this di- down. What's the difference? Joy, you are the professional. I was upset. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Joy, you're the professional cursor on this set. Oh. Break down. Oh. So break I take down, issue with break, that. Break down cursing one-on-one for us. There's a difference between saying what effing hole do you see and demanding somebody via curse words what to do with your action. You know that better than anybody, Joy Taylor. I mean, Chip might take that, Coach Kelly, Chip, Mr. Kelly, whatever, might take that as more disrespect Chip. because it was – premeditated mm. for you to go up and do that. 
This was clearly a moment. Mm-hmm. Now listen, mm, I, point. I think this looks crazy, but I, I'm I, to, like I'm watching it and I'm laughing because I'm like I can't believe I'm watching him yell at the head coach to calm the F down, which is also something that most people don't like to be told, right? Like, if you want to fight with your girl and you tell her to calm down, you should just prepare yourself for a long night. Ooh. You have made a crucial mistake. Here's the error, right? Right there. That moment was when you chose for the rest of your night to be miserable. You generally don't tell people to calm down. So he said that knowing Cliff was going to calm down because Cliff actually was calming down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was the one who was getting more animated. So I don't know. I, I think, I think this is more of a reflection of Cliff and how he yes. is an authoritative figure amongst this team than it is Kyler Murray. Dave, what does it say? Because it says a lot to me, but I won't chime in yet. What does it say about Cliff Kingsbury that this occurred? I mean, I, it, I, if anything, I just think it says that they have that type of relationship. And that's I was smiling at Joy's point because I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this. There are a lot of people I wouldn't do this to, my girl being one of them, whatever <laughs> that's worth. But... I've said that type of stuff to people, like as a group, okay, Dave, as a group okay. project manager, working on a show, working on, or maybe just even in the office plays. I'm like, hey, hey, call, I got you. I shut, shut the f up. That's right, Dave. Yeah, shut Dave. the like. I got that. It's not anything to worry. Like, to just now, this, everybody, everybody just shut the hell up and let me do this. Like, I've done it. I've done it. And and I, I, it's a great point. I'm very careful about who I do it to. There you go. So does it does it mean that Cliff Curry, Cliff Kingsbury is a bad coach? I don't think so. If anything, maybe Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray have that type of relationship where that doesn't yeah. bother Kyler Murray but to or me, Cliff. I mean, it means that Cliff Kingsbury does not have the authority of the team that he should. The the, the winning coaches that we know of, at least as of late, um, Sean McVay, last year's Super Bowl winner. You got Andy Reid. You got Bill Belichick, time after time after time. Uh, Sean McVay, Doug Peterson. Well, Sean, he, Sean McDermott hadn't won a Super Bowl yet. I was just going oh, to Super Bowl okay, okay. Um, But we can go Sean McDermott. We can go Mike Tomlin. We can go all these coaches. I do not know of a quarterback. And Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford are much closer in age. I'm talking, I think, four or five-year age gap. Ain't, it, it, it says two things. I realize this is talking to you, Shady. It says two things. It shows a lack of maturation from Kyler Murray and a lack of respect being commanded from Cliff Kingsbury. Because Matthew Stafford would not tell Sean McVay to calm the F down. I got one for you. See, please, I'm waiting for it. Sean McDermott is a great coach. Yes, sir. When I was in there in Buffalo, he had them guys. He demanded respect, and he got at the whole building. But I was with him in Philadelphia mm. when he was a D coordinator, mm-hmm. right? A guy named Asante Samuels. I'm, I'm like my second year in the league. I'm still a baby. I don't know how the NFL goes. I watched Asante Samuels. The defense, they gave up a big play. He comes off the field. And at the time, he's like the big dog on the team. He tells McDermott. Nobody said effing word to me. Only my position coach can. And went to go and sat down. I'm like, oh my. I'm tapping the show on the Mac, like, yo, Jesse. <laughs> so my thing is, like, don't act like the NFL don't have these type of. It does. I'm not right. with head coaches. There's a difference. That's oh, all man. I'm saying. Can you guarantee? I, mean, I do think that the head coaching part of it makes a it difference. It matters. I L- think, little I man showed me something last night. I, I think your, your coordinator. Your position coach, trainer, whatever, like having those kind of relationships, having those kind of conversations, to me, that wouldn't be as alarming. And I feel like we've seen that before. But to be coming off of the field and very directly yelling at your head coach to the point where, like, everyone is kind of doing a little little bit of this just in case someone says something wrong, to me is 
difference. Again, I'm not I'm not alarmed by it. I just don't know that I've ever seen it before. It it is different. And I, I don't I don't want to normalize it too much because I've never seen that. And I've been covering the NFL for a decade and been watching it my whole life. I can't remember seeing that. But at the same time, can you promise me, like, I grew up in New Orleans. The relationship I always go back to is Drew Brees and Sean Payton. They were like this for however many years. You promise me that at no point in all that time, Drew Brees wasn't like, hey, 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 shut up and call the play and I'll run it. Like, uh, you know, I mean, that stuff happens on a football field. I like that. I I like that, Dave. The only thing for me is there is a manner in which you speak to somebody that matters. I I agree with you. I think Sean Payton. I I don't know. Shady, real talk, though. I think there's a difference between, like, hey, calm down, I got this, and calm the F down. I'm I'm fed up. There's a difference. I'm fed up. No, what's the difference? I'm fed up. Doesn't the moment, doesn't the setting matter? That's right. If we're here, we're in a corporate building, you know what I'm saying? We got... We have systems in place to keep yeah. people acting professional, right? This is a football field. Right. There's a lot happening. Smelling salt between timeouts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, gladiators. Just, Let me ask like, y'all this. Using the language that is used on the football field in the workplace probably wouldn't translate well. True, but I have right. a question. All right. Surely, surely, <laughs> surely, this was not the first time a head coach has over-talked in his quarterback's headset. Surely, this was not the first time a head coach has bothered his quarterback. Surely this wasn't. In all the histories of quarterback play and coaches, surely this wasn't. But Kyler, you going to be the one to yell at Cliff? That's where I take issue. Surely this has happened before, but for Kyler to go at Cliff means he lacked maturation, and Cliff, you need to get your respect. Can I throw one more thing in? Final thought. Throw it in there, Dave. Throw it in there. They scored the touchdown when they got done with all this. (laughs) They went and scored the touchdown, so I don't know. Hey, calm the F down. I'm going to break. I'm going to break. Coming up. Christian McCaffrey is a 49er. Golly, that's great news. That Prescott, he is back this week. That's just as big news. But which addition is going to be bigger for these two teams that might be poised for the Super Bowl? McCaffrey or Dak? That's next. He also had his helmet off. You know what I'm saying? I'm the hell, dude. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back, family. We all live two lives, so let's check in on our social life. Christian McCaffrey, the latest 49er, he just touched down in the Bay tweeting, touchdown in the Bay, feels good to be back. Bang, bang, not a game. God is good. Bang, bang, not a game. That's kind of swaggy. I like that. I like that. I like that. Well, CMC <laughs> is not the only addition to the NFC. Dak Prescott is back in Dallas after injuring his thumb in week one. I was thinking about this one for a long time, Joy Taylor, and I realized this. McCaffrey to the Niners might be a bigger addition than Dak to the Cowboys. Here's why. Everybody has said for the last two weeks, hey, Dak, just be basic. Like, I don't need you to do anything special. Just let the defense win, and Dak, you just go out there and, you know, just be a little bit better than Cooper Rush. That's what I've heard from Troy Aikman, from Michael Irvin, from Dave, from different people that really know the Cowboys well. Dak, don't be that special. Christian McCaffrey doesn't know how to not be special. 
Christian McCaffrey was born special. He had 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving in 2019. When you add Christian McCaffrey to this Niners squad, that can and will do more for a, for a, than a Cowboys offense adding Dak when they don't want Dak to do much. Yeah, that part. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, wait a second, and let me break it down like this, and then, Joy Taylor, please take this baton and run with it. Every Tuesday in the National Football League, you have a defensive meeting. That's when you scout the opposing team and you say, hey, what are we going to do to stop X player? When you're looking at the Dallas Cowboys, you don't have to scout against Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott does not make you change your game plan. He's a good player, but you don't change your game plan for him. Right. You change your game plan for Lamar Jackson, for Josh Allen, honestly for Jalen Hurts because of his running ability, for Patrick Mahomes, for Aaron Rodgers, for Tom Brady. You change your game plan yeah. for those guys. Christian McCaffrey is a game plan changer. Acho, you're a linebacker this week. Hey, when Christian McCaffrey's in the box, you're not guarding him, man, because you can't. We're going to bring a safety down, safety, you guard a man. Mm. Christian McCaffrey is a game plan changer. Hey, Acho, if you have Christian McCaffrey, man, and he motions out to wide receiver, do not run with him. Let the safety take him because Christian McCaffrey is that caliber of player. So I think, Joy, that Christian McCaffrey is actually a bigger addition to the Niners than Dak Prescott is to the Cowboys. But where do you stand on those two additions? What is bigger? Dak Prescott obviously coming back. I think it's Dak Prescott coming back. Because while I do think that a lot of what Dak needs to do is a lot of what Cooper Rush was doing, which mm -hmm. was not turning, on, uh, turning the ball over, being very efficient, doing what you need to do to win games, which at the end of the day is what you want to do. But what's the difference? Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush was that, those three interceptions in that game against the Eagles. Mm -hmm. So I need Dak to keep doing what, he, what Cooper Rush was doing and add a little something extra. He plays the most important position in the league. We all agree that quarterback is the of most course, important course, position. So getting back your starting quarterback is more important to me than adding a piece like Christian McCaffrey. As electric as Christian McCaffrey can be, mm -hmm. again, I still am a little apprehensive about how this is going to go. He is one of the best players to watch in the league. He is so dynamic. Catch the ball. He's an incredible runner. And this is a system, we talked about it yesterday, that he can be used in very creative ways. We know what Kyle Shanahan can do. But do you feel like they're riding Christian McCaffrey to the Super Bowl? Mm -mm. Do you think that the Cowboys can even talk about the Super Bowl without Dak Prescott? I don't. Correct. So, to me, just that alone makes Dak Prescott more important and in a bigger addition. Dave, let me come to you quickly because Joy brings up a phenomenal point, but I would suggest this. The Cowboys are leaning on their defense and their running game if they were going to go far. Ezekiel Elliott said yesterday in a quote, Ezekiel Elliott, star running back for the Cowboys, he said himself, hey, make it easy on Dak. Continue to lean into the running game. In the same manner, the Niners are going to probably ride on Debo, Kittle, and Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, if they're going to get to the Super Bowl. So I don't know that either team is really depending on either guy. But when you think about Dak, who you love, obviously have an affinity for, but you know well enough that Christian McCaffrey is a 2,500 yards from scrimmage caliber talent, who's going to be a bigger addition? It's very hard to hide a quarterback, isn't it? That's the thing. And that's Dak is, and, and it's not just Dak, it's any quarterback. Quarterback is so important to the success of the offense, even if you're not leaning on him. That's the thing that I go back to. It, it's Dak, by the way. It's, it's Dak Prescott. <laughs> Shocking. David said it was Dak. Because, again, like, it's, it's the little stuff. Like, yeah, you want to lean on the running game. And, and when you say you're not asking Dak to do too much, that's don't press and turn the ball over. That's really what that means. Dak is still going to have to turn second and 11 into first and 10, get out of a third and 15 on occasion. Christian McCaffrey's not doing that. Like, if Jimmy Garoppolo bungles that, there's only so much Christian McCaffrey can do. He can't do it consistently. And it goes back to the point. 
He, was it 19 when he was first team All-Pro? 2019. 2019? Yeah. He was amazing. Amazing. How good were the Panthers? Yeah, good point. And, and, and it's not to say that running point. backs don't matter, but quarterbacks affect every play. How many teams that have an All-Pro quarterback don't make the playoffs? Mm. That, 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 doesn't, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. So the quarterback is just everything in this league. And on top of that, it doesn't help Christian McCaffrey from a perception standpoint. I mean, I think he's going to be great if he's healthy, but – this is a team that has gotten to a Super Bowl and another NFC title game just running through a laundry list of, like, guys. Not to, you know, Matt Breida, Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson, Carlos Hyde. Like, no disrespect to any of those guys, but that's not Christian McCaffrey. They have a formula regardless of having Christian McCaffrey or not. Shady, I got to come to you because while the quarterback is significantly more important than a running back, no offense, you are the Eagles' all-time leading rusher, Christian McCaffrey has shown us the ability to be the best running back in football, or the top three running backs in football. Dak Prescott hasn't even had a Pro Bowl since 2018. Christian McCaffrey has been a first-team All-Pro since. Simply put, he's the best at what he does doing what he does. Can Christian McCaffrey and is Christian McCaffrey a bigger addition to the Niners than Dak to the boys? He's a way bigger addition. This is why. I'm going to tell you why. First of all, Christian McCaffrey, right, you bring him to the Niners. Now, you talked about the Niners went to the the, the, uh, NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl with the quarterback by the name of Jimmy G. He does bare minimum to get there, right? Now you add another weapon. So when you have to watch a guy like Debo, then Kittle, now you got a solid offensive line come, coming back, you know, uh, due to injury. Then you got C-Mac in there. He's another playmaker. So if you get that far with, with the players you already had, and now you add a top three running back, let's, let's be honest here. When he's healthy, he's a top three, top one player. Mm-hmm. So even with Dak coming back, Dak has never been a, what, top five quarterback, top three? Top one, never. You probably will probably never see that. But you ask C-Mac, he's been that. So now when you go to draw up the plays, right, because Kyle, Kyle can do that. Shannon can really draw the plays up. Yep. You, got, you got Debo on one side, then you got McCaffrey. The mixture of that as a, as a coordinator, it's going to drive you crazy. It'll drive you crazy to, to guard that. If you could put Kyle Shanahan behind a closed door with no tape recorders, you think he would rather add Dak Prescott to his offense or Christian McCaffrey? For his offense? Yeah. He's going to take the running backs. For, easy. For his. Here's why. Yeah. Even knowing that he's already got a few decent the, running backs. Well, he, here's why I would I say so. so. And, I, and I, got, I got a little small video to prove it. Um, one of the most infamous or famous plays for Christian McCaffrey is Cam Newton saying, hey, you watch film, huh? Watch this. Cam Newton talking to Clay Matthews when Christian McCaffrey is in the running back position. All Christian McCaffrey does is run an angle route. Shady, you know far too familiar. You ate a lot, had nearly 4,000 year receiving yards on this very route. All Jimmy Garoppolo ever does is throw the ball right across the middle. Angle routes, angle routes, angle routes. This is one of my favorite plays. Let's go, watch this. Ready? McCaffrey's highlights with the circle under. That's all Jimmy has to do. And crazy enough, that's all they ever asked Jimmy to do. And that was a touchdown. Yeah, that's now, right. if you do that in the middle of the field, that's a 15, 20-yard gain. And so, to your point, Dave, I think another coach would take the quarterback, but I think Shanahan would take the gadget. Christian McCaffrey is not a running back. Christian McCaffrey is a talented football yes. player. Yeah. Shanahan just likes to acquire talented football players. I don't. Th- I, to be clear, I'd be legitimately curious to know Kyle Shanahan's answer. Like, I'm not answering the question well, for I him. Think, I think I would take Dak Prescott. I would take the quarterback. Looking at the talent level. And I do think Dak Prescott is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think that it's that much of a difference. And Jimmy Garoppolo has certainly had more success 
in the postseason than Dak Prescott has had. So in this True. particular case, I think he probably David dying would. inside. I'm, I'm mad. David but, dying I'm inside. Mad, I'm mad, but I can't argue. Right. I can't argue. Yeah. I mean, so There's he, a lot of reasons why Jimmy Garoppolo's had more success. Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I don't think any of us doubt what Kyle Shanahan is capable of, you know, drawing up for a player yeah. like Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. To me, the only thing that's going to keep Christian McCaffrey from having success in San Francisco is injury. Yep, it's Christian that, that, McCaffrey. That's it. Because that's it. He, he's, we've seen the talent. It was three years well, you're ago. You're on to something. You're can on I, to can something. I, can I say one thing about injuries? Because now, so he goes from Carolina who has to do everything. Yep. I got to run. I got to catch. We're now, right? You got, we got some Debo's over there. I don't think the uh, Panthers have somebody like Debo. Yeah, they, have, like they have options. I mean, they have But not, but not like top, that, where they, they go demand that type of – because what I, I think with, with McCaffrey, he has to be the soul of the offense. Yeah. Yeah. We're here. We're going to plug you into the system, and you just be great. Dave, coming to you real quick based off what Joy said before I take us to break. The only thing that has ever kept Christian McCaffrey from being great is health. Yeah. Dak Prescott cannot say the same thing. It's a lot. That's true. It's a lot of it. Do you have any rebuttal? Because we know Christian will be great if he's healthy, but Dak might just not be great just because he might not. Because he's right. Because he's Dak. Yeah. I, I, first, I mean, positional value is everything. That's, you know, that's why we get into these analytical arguments every spring. That's why some people are pissed at the 49ers for giving up so much. Running back, it's the positional value. How much do you really elevate your team? Christian McCaffrey had 1,000 and 1,000. And the Panthers were not that good. Quarterbacks don't have to be great to elevate their team to another level. I do think Dak is significantly better <laughs> than Jimmy Garoppolo. But we can right. talk about that another time. We can talk about that another time. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. In case y'all have not seen this at home, wild news out of the New York Jets. They're winning on the football field, but off the field, they got drama. Four and two, but second round pick from two years ago, Elijah Mitchell, he requested, some say demanded a trade. Elijah Moore, excuse me, requested and demanded a trade. It is not all smiles in the Big Apple. Now, remember, they had a huge win over the Packers last week. Got a lot left in the season, but let's come on camera. Let's come on camera. Let's come on camera. Enough with the highlights. You only ain't got one target last week anyway. Highlights to show. Um, I didn't know how to feel about this joy. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. Why? Because Elijah Moore realizes what so many players don't until it's too late. You only got one career. The NFL stands for not for long. I love that the Jets are balling if I'm Elijah Moore. But what the Jets balling got to do with my contract? Right. NFL is not for long. Get chores while you can. Shady is literally the Eagles' all-time rushing leader and played 11, 12, 10 years in the league. Sure, and you don't, sure. How many you play? How many play? What's 12, 13, 12. 12. <laughs> My dog played 12 years in the league and literally leads the franchise in rushing. 12 years is not a long time if you are the greatest that ever did it for a team. So Elijah Morris in here thinking, look, Joy, I got to get me mine. I got to get mine. If I got to get mine, I might have to demand a trade. He didn't show up to practice yesterday. I feel it. I feel it. Not for long. It's a dog-eat-dog world. He has to get his. How do you feel about it? You got an issue with it? 
It's very surprising coming from you that you would, you would right. support. Right. He's such a good guy. Anarchy. <laughs> Team guy. Um, and listen, normally I'm full, fully on board for anarchy. And, and I still am, actually. It gives us stuff to talk about. So I, I love that part of it. And I'm very pro-player. I think players should make as much money as possible. I think they should take advantage of all their opportunities, all of their leverage. I'm just looking and pouring over the story and trying to find out where that leverage is. <laughs> yeah, you, of course, should always want the best for yourself. Mm -hmm. There's, you should be extremely selfish in your career in demanding opportunities for yourself, in representing for yourself. But who is Elijah Moore? Mm. What have you done in this league that warrants you walking into the GM of the New York Jets office and saying, I want to be sent somewhere else? If I'm the GM... Um, who are you, sir? I'm sorry. One more time. Over the back. Are you the player? Are you the second round pick last dependent position that missed time last year due to injury? You must have the wrong office. There's another mm. office down the hall a little bit with somebody who's interested in having this conversation with you, but it's not me. <laughs> I don't understand it. I really don't. I'm all for advocating for yourself, GM but you got to have leverage to do that. The Jets are winning games mm -hmm. without you, mm. by the way, without your contributions. Mm. So I'm just trying to figure out what other than the fact that, that he believes in his talent, which I'm totally fine with, that you have the, the ground to stand on to walk into the New York Jets to anyone in that front office or the coach and say, I want to go somewhere else. I, I would be like, okay, I appreciate this conversation. And I think you're going to go and you're going to do exactly what we feel you should do because you play for us. We gave you the opportunity in drafting you here to the New York Jets and we're winning games. So this is how it's going to go. And I don't need to have a second conversation about it. But doesn't that make the point of if they're winning games without him, he only got one target last week. If you're winning games without me, let me go. You don't need me anyway. So you might as well let me go where I am needed or where I am wanted. I just don't. I'm, sure. All reasonable. But not a conversation that you can have. Who is Elijah Moore? You are not, you're in your second year in the league. You haven't even played a full season of NFL football because you miss games. You're not Roquan Smith. You're not even Hollywood Brown. Are you Russell Wilson? He's Who, not I'm, answering I'm her to, questions, I'm sure you're not answering, you're just saying. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I do, I do the rhetorical. <laughs> no, yeah, yes, I'm not actually being rhetorical. Like, uh, you are not any of these players. But I, here's where I'm at, 2-5, and I can't wait for you to chime in. Because I was neither of these players. And I went into the coach's office in 2015 offseason, Philadelphia Eagles. I went to the general manager's office and I said, hey, go ahead and trade me. Why? Because the man to my right. Man to my right, Shady McCoy, got traded. And he got traded for a linebacker. If you trade LaShawn McCoy, the all-time leading rusher for a linebacker, that linebacker is going to start. So I'm doing math. Kiko Alonso, he just got here for Shady McCoy. He's going to start. D'Amico Ryans, Wiley Old Veteran, he's going to start. We still got Michael Kendricks, just made him one of the highest-paid linebackers in the league. He's going to start. So what's little old Acho doing here? Oh, he's not going to start. So little old me, who am I? Went to the coach's office. Hey, big dog, just go ahead and deal me, man, because y'all ain't got use for me, and I ain't got That's use for you. That's how that conversation went? Yeah. Uh, and more so went like, hey, coach. And that guy. <laughs> I was wondering, is there any plans for it? It was just like, I know y'all not going to start me, and I'm tired of being here as a but, backup. But also, tell the whole story. What's the whole story? What year were you? I was in year four. Okay. I was in year four. That's, that's a big difference between year four with all of those players in front of you and year sort of two because you missed time last year due to injury in Elijah Moore. 
2-5, I need you to get in on this one. Do you have an issue with it? You were the all-star player. You've been, you were a second-round pick. Second-round pick, At a skill yeah. position. That's right, that's right. Who didn't start his second year either. No, no, whoa, 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 whoa. When, when, when I started. Yeah, I started. I started late in my first, well, my first year. Got you. Because was hurt. Yes, sir. But, but I love it, though. Right? This is the problem. And football is the ultimate team sport. They teach you that in high school and college. It's team, team, team. If I don't get the ball, you get the ball, you just score the touchdowns, I'm going to praise you. Good job, good job. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. won. But in the NFL, it's a different story. Yes. So my thing is, this is how we feed our family. This is how we make our, our livelihood. So if you don't have, um, you, the, the, if you're not going to utilize me and my talents the way I want to be utilized, then I think I should go my way. You should go your way. Right? It's not wrong with that because now, how am I going to feed my family when, 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 when the uh, GM Taylor mm-hmm. steps in and she says, well, Elijah Moore, you have. He's still getting paid, isn't he? Hold, 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 I mean, but that, that ain't no real money. That ain't real money. That ain't real money. He's but not going to get new money for two more years but anyway. But that's what I'm saying to you. What I'm saying is, okay, all of these stats, mm, no touchdowns, no one target. It's like, what are we doing here? He goes from being a second-round pick to being that guy in college mm-hmm. to coming to the league and just being that guy? No, 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 no. Listen, I'm going to take my belongings and I'm going somewhere else. And then whoever they pick them up or trade for them, wherever it is, they might utilize them. So I get that. That can be a whole separate conversation about, like, whether drafting players is even fair. But he was drafted by the New York Jets. They hold his rights. They have all the leverage. And on top, I, I, got, I have so many things I want to address with that. Number one, <laughs> number one, even if he's not being used at all right now, a team with 53 players probably needs 75 to win a Super Bowl. Not that we think the Jets will win a Super Bowl. But my point is it's a long season. It's week seven. Guys can get hurt. He might be needed. Denzel Mims went through the same thing. Denzel Mims is probably going to benefit from Elijah Moore not playing this weekend. Who the hell knows what could happen? On top of that, Talk to me. and I really do, I love that story you just told. I love, like, actually getting to go behind the scenes and hear about what it's really like with football players. Until today, how many people knew that you did that other than, like, your <laughs> agent and the Philly and the Eagles front office? How, seriously, how many people knew that? Six, maybe. So Ian Rappaport didn't report about it. No. Yeah, that's the difference. Is like, you can be a squeaky wheel if you're a badass. You know, yep. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, uh, quarterbacks have done it. Rus- Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson, wonderful point, Joy. You can do that if you are a badass. If you're not, you. I mean, it's fine. If you want to request a trade, go for it. But like, it shouldn't be a national story. This, this, this thing I don't like because now he's not a big name right now, right? Mm-hmm. But I say on another team, he might be a big name. We don't. We don't know that. Only he knows that. And then lastly. Like in basketball, I love that that they take more control of their careers. My last year in Buffalo, and I loved the, the Bills. It was great. But I seen it right on the wall. Josh Allen was a was a great young player, but he wasn't ready. And I and I, I had a conversation with Sean McDermott. Like, hey, listen, man, I'm getting older. I'm trying to win. I still got some legs left. What are we trying to do? Instead of me going there and say, listen, y'all gotta get me out of here. They got a rookie quarterback. We're trying to develop this thing again, rebuild it. Put me on another team where I can showcase that I'm still that guy. But Same thing. Yeah, you but, were no, that no, guy, no, though. That's fine. I'm very for players asking for trades and taking control of their career. I right. have no problem with Russell right. Wilson running out. When, when basketball players do it and they're in a bad situation, mm-hmm. go ahead, do it. Not when you're in year two and you have accomplished nothing in but, the league. But here, here, wait, here's the disconnect. I think the disconnect is this. You got to remember, Joy and Dave, who does Elijah Moore think he is and who has he been to himself? There you go. I, yes, you go. And I, I respect but, that. But, but, but right. why should the Jets respect that? Because why should anyone else in the league respect it's that? It's not necessarily respecting it. It's understanding it. Let's let break it down like this. Last year, Jalen Waddle, who's fifth right now in the National Football League in receiving, he had 140 targets. Elijah Moore had 77 targets. They were in the same draft class. Last year, Jalen Waddle averaged 9.8 yards of reception. 
Elijah averaged 10.5 reception. Jalen Waddle in his 140 targets had six touchdowns. Elijah had five. Now, why am I bringing up Jalen Waddle? Because they were both in the SEC. And Elijah Moore was first team All-SEC. And Waddle wasn't, wasn't any team All-SEC. So Elijah Moore sitting here like, yo, I can be better than this dude. I am better than this dude. I'm small. I'm quick. He's small. He's quick. Tyree kills small. He's quick leading the league in receiving. And I got one target? Send me somewhere and George Taylor, you will know my name. The reason you don't know my name is because of the Jets, not because no, of no, me. I know his name, but I'm saying if you want to walk into my office, a winning GM in the NFL who drafted you a year ago and you weren't available all year because you got injured, whether that's your fault or not, matters. Maybe that's part of the reason we don't feel that you've developed because you missed time last year. Whatever it is, you don't have the lever- you don't have the authority. I respect the believing in yourself. Nobody gets anywhere without doing that. You should be unapologetic about advocating for yourself. Mm-hmm. I certainly am. Isn't that this? Yeah. But Isn't the, this but, advocation? But why do the Jets have to do anything about it? If I'm the Jets, I can literally say, cool, have a seat. We'll get back to you when we get back to you. Now you get no targets for real. But who's that sir? not going to be on the field. Isn't that ego talking? It's not about ego. I he run this team. They said that. He I run this he team. I'm in charge of this team. I make so. the decisions. Period. Dave, you, don't get to, you get to make the decisions when your name is Russ. He's going to be inactive because the Jets said he's not in the mental headspace to do his job. Like uh, Robert Sala specifically, specifically said, oh, like, it would be unfair to put him out there like that, which, again, Absolutely. Advocate for yourself. The, re- the reason why is because he missed practice. No, not even that. Which, oh, you oh, oh, oh. Okay. Did he miss practice, Ocho? Did you ever miss practice? No, I have that. I wasn't a second-round pick, though. Fulfill your professional obligations, and That's then true. we can talk. That's yeah. real. That's, That's true. real. I got to fulfill on. mine and take us to break. Coming up, the Cowboys are coming off a loss, but Dak Prescott is back. But what? it's Sunday a must win because they got the Detroit Lions, and the Lions have the worst defense in football. Dak, 0-1. Cooper Rush, 4-1. Pressure's on. Guess we ain't going to crash. Dak? Next. <laughs> Let's get back to Dallas. Dak Prescott finally making his highly anticipated return against the Lions. Remember, Dak has missed the last five weeks, but Cooper Rush led the Cowboys to a 4-1 record over that stretch, leaving them at 4-2. Last week, lost to the Eagles. But all is right in the world since Dak is back. Cowboys favored by seven points, according to Fox, Bet, Sports, Book. I look at it very simply. If Dak Prescott loses this week, it will get as bad as it can get without him going on the bench. It's very much so a must win. We think of must win as like, oh, something's going to happen. Somebody's going to die. It's not that serious in sports. But it will get as bad as it can get in Dallas without putting Dak on the bench if they lose. Dak's already 0-1. So if the Cowboys lose, we can all kind of assume it was in large part because Dak Prescott did not help. Defense ain't going to struggle. They played solidly enough against the Eagles, and the Eagles are a good offense. So if Dak comes back and they lose, it's really as bad as it can get. Can't put him on the bench because 160 million reasons why. But it will get as bad as it can get, Joy Taylor, without them putting it on, him on the bench. For that reason, I think it's a must-win. I don't think this week is a must-win. Next week's a must-win. Mm. Yeah. I, That's I real. Think, I think I have who, to who sacrifice. I think I've got to give in <laughs> the Bears. <laughs> I think who that quarterback? <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> no, but that's, that's the point. That ends. If they lose to the Bears, they have what after that? A bye. So they lose to the Bears, and then you've got all this extra time yeah, for us think. to speculate and talk about who should be the quarterback when they come back. So I don't think this is a must-win game. 
I'm not giving him uh, as much grace as probably Dave will for the hands <laughs> because I don't think he should be playing if he's still that injured. If, he, if his hand's going to affect his play, he shouldn't be playing this week and Cooper Rush should be out there, mm. which, is, which is why I'm resisting giving my grace in that space. Okay. That said, we've seen the Lions be capable of putting up a lot of That's points. True. So true. while their defense is not answered, their offense can certainly get things rolling. So now I don't know how they're going to do that against Cowboys defense. But we've seen it happen before where they, this year they put up a bunch of points. So if they were to lose this game and Dak's first game back after, by the way, the Cowboys lost last week, yep. I don't think it would be as much uh, – there would be so much panic. Now, the Bears, it's a different conversation. So this week I don't think is a, is a must win, especially because they just lost. If they were coming off an Eagles win, different conversation. Lions this week, Bears next week. Is this week a must win 2-5? This week, no, it's not, not a must win. That they, I mean, I, I think with Dak Prescott, that, if they lose, they'll make an excuse. Oh, his, his hand was banged up. His fingernail. When you say they, who's going to make it? Uh, Dave, <laughs> uh, all the, the Dallas fans out there. That, that makes some excuse. Um, you, you know, and then also, I think he'll be a little rusty. So, but what I want to see from Dak, I just want to see him be more efficient, right? Take some, some plays out of the Cooper Rush book. Mm-hmm. This is not my words. Steve Young, one of the greatest of a Hall of Famer at that. He said he can learn from Cooper Rush. And I think what he's saying by that is being safe. Not trying to make every throw, right? He's just getting back, knock some of that rust off. You know, just be efficient as possible. But if they if they lose, I mean, that make them make us use. You must know. win, Dave. You know best. That's a must win for me. <laughs> must win for me, who has to come on this show and do five days of talk about it. Uh, but no, for Dak Prescott, no. And there's some truth in what you're saying, Shady. Like, I mean, it always is, brother. It always is. Make sure you get my eye roll on my, on my shot. Um, no, I mean, like, you know, he's he's coming off a six-week layoff. It is an injury to his throwing hand, and if y'all don't want to give him grace for that, that's fine. But I'm curious to to see how it goes. I, I'm going to give you some time to get used to playing football again and to figure out how to like play despite that injury. That's a really good point. If he's not healthy enough. <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't be out there, but but this is what it is. He said he talked to the media in Dallas yesterday and was like, "Against Philly was what, the first time I was really itching and feeling like I could make a difference." It was the first time this season since he hurt his thumb that he's felt that way. So if he felt that way last week, you know he's going to play now. You can't keep him off the field forever. Despite that, his own injury, and then look, y'all can call me crazy if you want to. As far as one in four teams go, the Lions are not trash. Like they're no, not, they're not good. No. They're not trash. They, not they played Philly close in the season opener. They had a fourth-quarter lead against Minnesota, who's 5-1. and one. So this is not a terrible team. So if they lose, well, wait a second. it's not the end of the world. Wait a second. They, now, it, I, they, they should I win. Hold up, wait a minute. Hey, sh- I thought I was finished. Hey. Okay, calm down. I'm helping <laughs> because it's the next line. Um, now, look, Dave, you're starting to do what Cowboys – Faithful do. do. Yes, what they do. Told and, you. And it was subtle. I don't know if you caught it. I think oh, Joy I she's a vet. Shady caught it. You might not have Enlighten caught it. Enlighten me. Enlighten me. They start to lay a mattress down in advance. No. Now, look, y'all. The one and four Lions that have the number two overall pick in last year's NFL draft, they're not a bad team. I mean, they've lost four games and only won one. They got shut out by the Patriots 29-0, but they're not a bad football. I mean, they gave up 48 they points. They play before, so hard. But they play good. So if Dak loses to the Lions, hey, I mean, they're not hey. a bad one okay, and four football team. How, how about how'd, your, uh, how'd your, your most dangerous San Francisco 49ers do last week in the NFL playing – an Atlanta Falcons team that nobody thinks super highly of. A lot like, of injuries, a lot of injuries. This is the – oh, so you can make excuses like, when you feel good about like the team. like four or five guys out. When you feel good about the team, you can make it's excuses. like four or five guys out. It is inexcusable for the Cowboys that were 4-1 and one with Cooper Rush to lose to the Lions. 
It's an excuse. Let it's me an NFL team. It is the NFL. It's not. This is not college. This is not the SEC. They're not playing. Panera Bread University. There it, are still th- some Panera Bread caliber teams. There are there. no Panera Bread. Like Texas. Uh, the Carolina Panthers. That's it. Carolina Panthers, the Houston Texans. Maybe the Chicago, the Chicago Bears. Bears. Okay, yeah. Let me throw. Okay. I don't think that the Lions are one of them. I don't. But shouldn't the opponent in this situation matter with this question? Yes. But that's why like we, we all said, man, bring Dak back, burst the Lions. We looked at the Lions as, as rare meat, and we were li- – figuratively speaking – and we were the Lions. Like, we looked at the Lions as a team to take advantage okay, so of. Okay, the so then really the question is, how is Dak supposed to look in this game if they lose? What if Dak has a perfect game? Oh, okay, and, and and throws for 300 yep. yards, three Goodbye touchdowns, me. no Whoa. interceptions, and, and there's, okay. there's three incompletions. And the defense lot. happens like to lot. give up a pick six at the end of the game. Goodbye me. You're, you make a great point. I think Dak needs to look better than the Cowboys need to play. That's where I'm at. Because they can win that game with Cooper Russ. So we want to see how Dak looks. That's yeah. my only question. That's it. Because Cooper going there, Cooper ain't going to win this game That's for us. That's it. Hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? Coming up, it's time for my picks. We got 13 games to pick. 100 seconds are on the clock. I'm going through each and every game talking about your favorite team. You want to know if they win, don't you? Tune in next. You'll find out. Speed. When I bought that after Martin, y'all thought it was ready? Runners, take your marks. Welcome back, Speak. Look, the Cardinals got off to a hot start in Week 7, but now it's time for me to pick every single game. Find out if your team is going to win. Put 100 seconds on the clock. I'm going through each and every one of them. Ready, set, let's roll. First off, you got the Bengals and the Falcons. They both started off struggling, but they have been well, playing well thus far. I think the Bengals play better. We just talked about this one. Bengals win. Cowboys, Lions, this one's going to be intriguing, particularly through the first three quarters. Dak Prescott pulled away in the fourth. Cowboys win. Titans, Colts. Titans, Colts. Colts have not been that bad. Three, two, and one. They have a winning record, but the Titans find a way to get that dub. Flip side, Packers. Can they rebound over the Commanders? Commanders starting Taylor Heineke. Heineke does not get it done. Rodgers, Packers, they win. Panthers and the Bucks. I'm not wasting time talking about this game. How about the Bucks? They get it done. Jags and the Giants. Giants, legitimately legitimate. I love what Brian Dayball is doing. Giants win this one, and they win it easily. Jaguars, they keep struggling. How about the dude? This matchup is great. Browns and the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, find a way to get it done. After blowing a big lead last week, Lamar does that. Ravens win. Broncos, Jets. Thankfully, the Jets are good because this would be terrible otherwise. Jets get it done. Raiders and the Texans, a big-time sneaky big matchup because the Raiders and Derek Carr got to get right. They will. Raiders win. Seahawks, Chargers, Chargers looking good. Four and two. But the Seahawks, they're going to put a stop to all that Seahawks win. My favorite matchup of the week. Niners. Chiefs. Christian McCaffrey's not playing. He ain't playing. So for that reason, I got to go with the Chiefs. Chiefs get it done. Steelers at the Dolphins. This is a matchup y'all better watch because Tua Tungabayaloa is coming back. Dolphins get it done. And lastly, the Bears versus the Patriots. This is interesting only because the Patriots defense is probably going to embarrass Justin Fields. Patriots win. Let's head to the desk. 2-5. You think Justin Fields scores a touchdown against the Patriots? No. No, not one? Well, he might run one. He might run, he might run one. You can't pass one? Throw one? No. No. 150 yards? No. No. <laughs> okay, let's transition to one of my favorite matchups of the weekend. Tua Tungavailoa making his return as the Dolphins take on the Steelers Sunday night. Now, Miami was a perfect 3-0 before Tua got hurt. We all tragically watched that injury. But now Tua is back. So this is a question. Can Tua make Miami elite like they were before he left? 
I am not entirely convinced for this reason, 2-5. Since Tua left, yo, teams have been rolling. The Bengals have gotten better. The Jets all of a sudden mm. are good. Like, we found out what AFC teams are actually worth something. Since Tua left, it's been three weeks. Three weeks in the NFL, a mighty long time. Can Tua make the Dolphins elite like they were? I think so. I think for a lot of different reasons. First of all, when your main guy comes back, especially your quarterback, not only does it, like, generate that energy in the offense, also with the defense. Yeah. So now you know what you're playing for. We hold him on third down. We know our quarterback's back. He can, he can get some points. Where when the third string or the second string, oh, man, we got to score points on defense also. Good so point. I think that he'll raise the play of everybody on the team from the offense to the defense. I like that. Joy, these are your two teams. You know, let me ask you this. Because the Eagles played the Bears in the playoffs in 2018, and I was torn. My brother played for the Chicago Bears, but all my boys played for the Eagles. I did not know who to root for. You lived in Miami. I think you were born in Pittsburgh. Steelers, Dolphins. Who are you actually born rooting for? Born and raised in Pittsburgh. Born and raised in Pittsburgh. Who are you rooting for? Yeah, this is like Woody my first. This is like my personal. Woody high. This is like my personal Super Bowl. Uh, but it's tough because normally the Steelers are the ones that are competitive, and the Dolphins are the ones that are struggling. I'm going with the Dolphins in this. Also, I got, I got more uh, equity in Pittsburgh, so I'll be, all right. I'll be able to go back there. Um, but, you know, I think the Dolphins are the better team in yep. this situation. All respect for Mike Tomlin, what he did last week. But Tua didn't have the type of injury like the throwing hands or an ankle or something that's going to keep him from stepping back in and doing exactly what he was doing before. Now, I know some people are a little nervous about it, rightfully so. It was a bad scene, but he is getting the best medical attention that he could possibly get. At this moment, everything he is doing is being scrutinized from a medical perspective after everything that happened, which is a good thing. And it should have happened from the beginning, of course. But I think he's going to be fine. And I feel perfectly safe with him being out there. That said, we know what they were. They were rolling before he got hurt. So I I don't see why he wouldn't step back in. To Shady's point, bring back the energy, get the defense fired up again. He still has all of his weapons. He still has that coach who's dialing things up for him and completely believes in him. So I feel great about Tua coming back, and I think that they will win this game at home. No, I don't want to talk to analyst Joy. I want to talk to fan Joy for a second. Mm. Who do you like naturally when you're watching? Who will you be cheering for? Well, I'm rooting for the Dolphins because I want to see what Tua can do this year with this team. I don't think – You're not I, hearing me. What do you mean? Like naturally, like no, as a natu- fan. No, naturally I am rooting for the Dolphins. Okay, so you, you cheer for the it, Dolphins heavier than the Steelers like in life? That's really well, what I'm depends. trying to ask. Okay, so this is what I normally Thank do. Thank you. Here, no, this, this, this is, what, is what, what I'm asking. This is what I normally do, but it's not like that for the Steelers this year. Normally, I start out rooting for the Dolphins, right? And then about halfway through the season, they out of it. So I just slide on over to the Steelers <laughs> and enjoy that oh, into wow. the postseason. But I have that right. But the Steelers, like this is a rebuilding year for the Steelers. So I want to see the Dolphins have success and take advantage of the situation that they're in. Okay. Uh, Dave, let's get back to the f- question. Can Tua Tungvaluwa make the Dolphins elite once again? I'm about to sound like a hater. Mm. Are are we confident they were elite? Like how? Oh, here you go. Are we? <laughs> are we I, I, they beat the Ravens. They beat the Bills. They did. And the Patriots. They and beat. I know they don't think the Bill Belichick is good, but. And the reason I bring that, and I'm, look, I guess the answer to my question is I just think the AFC is so loaded. It like it, it feels like a season where every week we're gonna be like, damn, that happened. Damn, the Steelers beat the Buccaneers. Really? Like that type of thing. And so I look at it. Do I and I understand the irony that the that the Dolphins beat the Bills. Just bear with me. But like the Bills and the Chiefs are really the only two teams in the AFC where I just trust that every week I think they'll win. And even the Chiefs had a slip up against the Colts. I just think the conference is too tough for me to just be like, yep, the Dolphins are elite. But couldn't you be saying that because you've watched these last two games without Tua? Mm-hmm. Very, like, take, very true. Take yourself back. Very Transport true. Transport yourself back to that moment before. 
But see, okay, here and here's where I say this, and like I'm not trying. I, I don't. I don't dislike the Dolphins. I want you to be able to watch them succeed. That like, I've watched the Ravens the last month too. I watched the Ravens, who we thought were like a contender, slip up and struggle and lose fourth quarter leads to more than just the Dolphins. So that win doesn't look as good to me as it did when it happened. And it's not that I don't think the Dolphins are good. I'm just not ready to put them in that class with some of those year-in and year-out contenders until they do a little bit Dave, don't waste all your energy defending yourself because coming up, I got to give you the floor. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh. Not as good as Dak Prescott. Uh Uh-oh. Now, we're supposed to do something else. We're supposed Uh to talk about Uh some games Uh and matchups. But, nah, I got to give my guy Dave Hellman a minute to state why Dak is better than Jimmy G. He got the coffee Mm. down right now. He getting his energy. That's just water. Y'all don't want to miss (laughs) it. It's sick. Don't go anywhere. Cowboy shoes. Yo, okay, we had some issues earlier. Dave Hellman has to defend his guy. In case you forgot what happened, this is what happened. Take a listen. Quarterbacks don't have to be great to elevate their team to another level. I do think Dak is significantly better <laughs> than Jimmy Garoppolo. But we can right. talk about that another time. We can talk about that another time. Look, Dave, Jimmy G got four playoff wins. Dak Prescott has one. How is Dak better than Jimmy Four-ball G? Wins. Okay, no, no, no. Tell me the producers of this show are Niner fans without telling me. Like, did they, did they take issue with that? You realize... Dak has uh, Dak has fewer picks and just as many touchdowns and half as many playoff appearances as Jimmy G does. I think it's it's like three to one versus four to six or something like that. Jimmy Garoppolo's never been the reason why the Niners win games. But Dak's been the. But no, Dak, no, 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 oh, oh, sorry. Oh, he hasn't. Uh, didn't they lose to the uh, Niners with Jimmy Garoppolo last what? year? Oh. Did they lose because nobody on this set believes it was because of <laughs> Jimmy true, Garoppolo? Not true. It was because the quarterback gets all the credit. The Come Niners pass rush ate Dak well, alive. Right, they lost because uh, he got sacked. <laughs> he got sacked five <laughs> yeah. times. Dak Prescott routinely throws for more yards. Own the ball. His interception ratio is better. His passer rating's better. He's been to two Pro Bowls, which is two alternate. more than Bowls alternate. You know, he declined as an alternate one time. He's been to two. Pro Bowls. That's two more than Jimmy G's ever made, by the way. Never been to a Pro Bowl. Jimmy G, what are we talking baby, about you, here? Said, you said Jimmy G has never been the reason the Niners win, but Dak has been the reason the Cowboys have lost playoff Ooh, games. good point. Ooh. What playoff Ooh. game did the Cowboys Ooh. lose because of the way Dak yeah. played? Yeah. They got run all over by the Rams, gave up 250 rushing yards to C.J. Anderson. Eagles. He got sacked oh, five man. times by the Niners, and the other one was to Aaron Rodgers at his peak. Don't come at me oh, like man. this. Oh, Don't do it. All else, cowboy with that. That's it for us. Have a great weekend, y'all. <laughs>